Yeah. You leave the buttons to me, sir. Okay. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Lead Fast Podcast. My name is Daniel. Thank you for the applause there. I'm joined with Tommy Wofford, and we will be leading you today in some really good and mysterious content. And I say mysterious because... We're going to start with cards, aren't we? We're going to start with cards. Talking, I knew it. We're going to be leading them today? Fastly? Oh, yeah. Some say rapidly. (laughs) In some cases, very rapidly. All right. What color do you want? I'm going to let you pick the color just because I'm feeling very generous today. Uh, Let's go with dark blue. I don't even remember what it is. I just remember it's a color. Ooh, excellent choice, sir. Dark uh, blue. Uh, I don't even know what this is going to be. Okay. I'm going to shift these up. Man, we just jumped right into the question. I know. It's just like getting pushed How into How are you the, guys doing? Yeah. How are you? Let's, 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 talk, let's let them talk. <laughs> Can we ask them questions? We did at least introduce ourselves, which is but, we know, had trouble with. Here, so let's do this. Let's, ask, let's start by asking them a question. Okay. So here's, here's what I want you to do. I want you to write in the answer to this question. Wait, write in like on a, an envelope in a letter? Yeah, yeah, do that. A messenger pigeon? Yeah. <laughs> um, smoke signals? Smoke signals. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, no, no. So some on social media. So okay. either IG or message us. Uh, e- send us an email. Send an email to daniel at leadfastco.com. What is something many people understand about you? Oh. That would have been cool. Can't wait to see what that looks like. <laughs> If I almost I could have hit the camera. Oh, right. You broke it. It would have just sat Those there like on the, very on teleprompter the whole time. Yeah. It would just sat that there. whole thing is hanging on by a thread. I have, <laughs> I haven't been. I've been neglecting it. Okay. All right. Let's fix that later. Yeah. <laughs> Don't tell my boss. All right. Here we go. I'm gonna pick one for you because. Okay. Oh, so I just get to pick the color, but then you get to yeah, personally man. choose the depth of I'm, the question. I know you can handle it. So uh, let's go, man. I'm not scared of you. Oh, <laughs> me or the <laughs> cards? I start crying. Till I start crying. Yeah. Oh. Okay, let's hear it. Yeah. Where are you currently saying yes in your life when you really should say <laughs> oh, no? God. Um. Well. Hmm. You know, I think. Uh, hmm. So probably, like, if I'm being super candid and honest. Here we go. It's a personal finance issue, right? Okay. So I I really want to pursue a lot of business things. And so we've got, uh, you know, CrowdSafe and we've got the executive producing with Uncut and a couple of other things coming up and then LeadFast and all that provides here. And, uh, and then we, you know, we have a retreat center that we're opening, like 145 acres there. And then we've got... Uh, private placement memorandum for like cabins and some other like vacation stuff. So we've got, and then CrowdSafe as well. So, you know, like we've got, we've got this, you know, huge initiative for like uh, COVID sanitization. And um, so there's a lot going on. Right. And really if I'm being candid and I looked at all the resources that it's going to take to successfully pull that off, um, I shouldn't be spending any money <laughs> on any, Thing period. I should probably like be fasting three days out of the week, um, and and not that you know there's there's a lack of resources. It's just the like if I'm going to be a good steward yeah, and yeah. and do all those things, and I you know just bought a new car. So, so yes, you did it. Now, in in fairness, I traded a, a expensive car in for a less expensive car, and I took that cash and I'm redeploying it into businesses. So. I just like to do so much and I rarely say no. And because I rarely say no to anything, 
the place that I can most quickly get myself into trouble is personal finance. Did I did I witness that a little earlier today? Yeah, maybe so. So, <laughs> so Daniel and I have a beautiful uh, setup here. We have a great studio, and uh, we're like, you know what? We need to get a little bit more depth of field. We need some like fill lights yeah. for the back. And so, if you can see, there's some color going on behind us. And we literally went to uh, Guitar Center for one light, just one light, just one. Yeah. We just literally needed one hundred dollar light. How's it? That was it. Seventeen hundred dollars later, we come rolling back into the office with a full light rig and a PA system. And we almost didn't fit it on your car too. I was afraid. Yeah, we had to make two trips. So that's but that's a great example of you know I said yes. I could have said no. There wasn't a compelling reason not to. But because my my yes is always first. It also opens me up to say yes to a lot of things that most people would say no to um, that actually end up better for me. You know, like kindness is a like most people, most people don't default to kindness. Like when you see homeless people on the street, my default is usually to help them, not to not help them, you know, um, or when, you know, your friends are, uh, you know, worried about finances or something. My, my, my yes is always first, you know, so it's always like, you know, don't you, there's no reason to worry about finances. If you know me, like mm -hmm. I, you should just come ask me and I'll help you. Um, but it's also like, if I have a resource that anybody needs any resource, not just financial, but there's no reason to be sad if you know me because right. you should just hang out right. with me and we'll fix that. And there's no reason to, you know, not be motivated if you know me, because if you know me, I'll motivate you. Like, so like, there's no reason if, if you know me and you're not motivated, then you're choosing to stay that way. I can, another thing about you though, is you also know other people. So for instance, this bag on the table over here, I would say what, two or three days out of the week, you come in with Chick-fil-A yeah, because you know, that's my love language. <laughs> That chicken biscuit and honey mustard. Yeah, so Daniel, we're getting ready to shoot this, and we haven't had lunch yet today, and it's uh, dang. What time is it? It's my watch almost is two o'clock. So it's almost two o'clock. We haven't broke, break, broke, broken, broke. We haven't broke for lunch yet. But no. We haven't stopped doing this for lunch yet, <laughs> and uh, and so, anyways, um, Daniel's like, man, I'm hungry, and I'm like, I got donuts on my desk. He say less, fam. <laughs> and two minutes later, you're in my office eating all the donuts because you know. I love those. Yeah, we got to keep fancy. snacks. We got to keep snacks away, around for Daniel, and yep. we know that. So, but that's a, that is a thing though, where it's like, um, I don't say no a lot. No's no's not my first word ever, um, and I, you know I learned that from doing sales, from having a company that sold something, is that we would tell we would tell salespeople never say no, and then and a lot of companies are like, well, what if the customer's just being unreasonable and they're asking for crazy? Sometimes you have to say no. No, you don't. You never have to say no to a customer. The answer is always yes, but. Yes, we can do that. Yes, we can do that. But always. we're not going <laughs> to. No. Yes, but it may delay this other thing that we're working on. Yes, but it may cost more money. Yes, but it may, um, you know, extend your timeline or it may run past your deadline. Yes, you're making change orders and we can do that. We would love to do that, but... It may be slightly more expensive. It may raise the project cost, you know, things like that. The answer, if you're in sales, if you have a business that serves other people, the answer is always yes. And the the better off, you'll be so much better off the more you can work no out of your vocabulary. The answer to your personal life, should I go back to school? Yes, but, you know, should I, should I expand my business? Yes, but, 
it's all, but you have to, you just have to figure out the, right. the consequences to the yes. And if you can work out the consequences and there's value, then do it. But if you don't do the exercise of working through the consequences, if you just say no and you tell yourself no before you begin, you don't give yourself a chance to see your dreams happen. Yeah. So I think, I think my, that's a great question to start with because I say no to very few things. Um, I try to identify where not saying no will hurt me. Right. So, so personal finance is one of those areas where if I don't say no more, I'll get to do less. You know, I wanted to ask more questions from the cards. I do have a question. <laughs> okay. This is a good transition. So you talked about how you told, you told your team in sales, Hey, do not say no. Yes. Yeah. But I think that's interesting because you have to have a team, you, you put them in a position to where they have to think like they have to adapt to that situation. Mm -hmm. And that's not like a lot of salespeople. Well, I don't say a lot cause I'm not a salesperson, but a lot of sales people that I know, it's, it's more like a stick to the script kind of deal. And what you're doing is you're putting them in a position that's kind of unique. And, uh, so this piggybacks off of what we talked about a couple episodes about, you know, the five rules, you for know, miracles, for miracles. Yeah. I feel like you have to kind of have, uh, a miraculous team if you will like you know like like put together you can't just hey yourselves you're this you're that right. you know um how do you how do you identify that in people what is your approach to that i know you've got to be able to see it i know you've got to be able to to pick that out yeah um, um so hmm. so for me this is this is my rule uh just for me this will not work for everyone this only works for me because i know me right um and some people that are like me this will work for but you know, by and large, this is a, this is a, this is how Tommy does it. Right. Um, I look for capable people and then I look for people who I know that I can inspire. Mm -hmm. Um, if you are responsive to inspiration, like that's a big deal because I know how to be inspirational. So some people aren't responsive to inspiration, like, right. Like nobody, they're not going to be like the, if you're the type of person who will get a birthday card and just shake it to see if money falls out and never read the card, mm -hmm. probably can't work with me because I want people who want to feel, feel with the person who gave them the card, like, Oh, they, they, Oh, and they wrote a message and look, and that's, yeah. they get inspired. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, and, and the, the connection to another person is important to them. That, that would actually be a really interesting interview question as we look on bringing more people on. It's like, if you got a birthday card, would, are you the type of person that would, A, shake it to see if money falls out, or B, d won't care if money's in it but want to see the message? Yeah. Uh, or if you give a birthday card, are you the type of person who just puts a dollar in it or money in it, or are you the type of person that uh, and leaves the message, the printed message, or do and you then sign your name? Or yeah. sign your name? Like this is exactly what I was thinking, <laughs> and you sign your name. Um, you're like, why'd you give me a card for your grandma, a sympathy card on my birthday? That's weird. Uh, <laughs> Get well soon. <laughs> you might be sick. It's COVID. You yeah, don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Um, so, but like that's a that's a good way to. So when I look for people, the way I develop, I feel like I can develop the miraculous, mm -hmm. right? I can teach the miraculous. I can teach you how to, I feel like everyone is a miracle. Everyone has the capability to be miraculous. So it's not, it's less about spotting That's miraculous what I was ask. people. It's less about going, mm, that thing, they have something's magic about them. And it's, and it's more going, I'll take 10 of you. You can be bench players in other companies and I can make you starters in my company because I can inspire you to be your best. So everybody you see has potential 
like for miraculous. Right. And so then my my uh, early picks are always the easiest inspired people because that makes okay. there's less yeah. there's less hurdles then. Right. Like you're super easy to inspire. Like you are you're very talented and we're very lucky to have you, but you could be 20 percent less talented and I would still pick you early because I could inspire you. You're, you're very easy to motivate, but I could inspire you to do better, to look to graphic, graphically design better, to, to educate yourself, to, to do all the things that you do. Yeah. You're easily inspired. And so that makes my job as a leader easier, which means we all get to move faster. And I think that if you're a good, if you're a good leader, a good motivator, a good ins- inspirer, then those are the type of people you have to look for early on, right? Mm-hmm. So early on, once you've got a, a motivated, established culture, you can go out and hire skills. But early on, you have to really like hedge towards easily inspired. Um, and that's how we do it here at Millviewer. That's how we've always done it. The other... The at other Millviewer? Oh, geez. Did I just say that? You did. Um, that was my first company. That we were way back in the day in my mind right now. I'm reliving... Yeah all those early hires um, and how we worked that out. Like I was just going back as I was explaining what was kind of sort of coming yeah, to me. That's the testing ground. That's yeah. Yeah. That's where it all happened. Um, but even like, so here at Leaf Fest, but it, early on in Millviewer, like that really was what we did. And then later on, five, six years later, we had 20 something employees and we had an established culture. We really did start looking for technical hires then. All right, we're going to bring these people in. The reality is, is that none of those people, uh, lasted like the people we brought in for like technical only and they were they weren't really culture fits they just never lasted interesting let me let me ask you this all right why why did people why do people stop why do people give up like if you make it and you jump to the head of the company you're making millions or whatever i get it you can slack off if you feel like you need to do so but the people who just don't the people who are just still not even mid-level. They're just entry level at what they do and just don't have, why? Well, like, can you, do you, have you thought about that before? I think it's a lot of reasons, man. Like they didn't, like I had, I had parents that worked their fingers off, you know, like yeah. my mom and dad are inspirational to me. My dad was a, a plumber girl when I was growing up and then got a job at Michelin tire, like working just on the line, uh, putting tires together, like you know, 12 hours a day, just, you know, working swing shift and was gone at night, worked all night, worked all day, worked in the middle of the day, like worked all these weird shifts and, uh, for a long time, but worked harder than everybody else outperformed everybody else. He's also the most competitive person on the planet. Yeah. Um, and I'm number two. So, uh, but I'm in one day he'll pass away and I'll be number one <laughs> and the rest of the world. I can was going to make that joke. But um, I just didn't want to go there. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. One day. Well, he, knowing my dad, he'll probably outlive me just to say he did it. Uh, <laughs> but he, you know, he didn't stay on the line. He started, he became a trainer and then he became, uh, you know, an instructor. And then he ran the testing and he, you know, in his career, like went to Canada and Mexico or I I think Mexico, but looked at like, um, um, sample like rubber for tires. It was like experimental and like Mm -hmm. all this crazy, like new techniques and all this crazy stuff. But I mean, he doesn't have a college degree. He doesn't have an engineering degree and doesn't, you know, all that stuff. My mom started as a bank teller and, you know, uh, took early retirement during a, uh, an acquisition. I think Wells Fargo was buying who they were, they were Wells Fargo and somebody bought them. I don't remember what it was, but took early retirement. But when she retired from the bank, she was like vice president of loan operations for like 
the South. And so, like, but she definitely has a high school. She just outworked, yeah. and she got promoted through the ranks um, with just, you know, when, when they were like, this job requires a college degree. And she still got promoted yeah. without one um, because she just outworked everyone else. And I think some of it is people don't have that example. Right. Okay. So I've had a full time job since I was like 14, 15. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, you yeah. know, I worked hard. I worked on farms. I, you know, I, I remember being 17 and 16 or 17, 16, maybe because um, I was already driving. But I got a job. I was I needed a job and just uh, was trying to find one. And uh, for for the school year, because the summer stuff had just stopped and went to McDonald's and applied, went to uh, a grocery store called Winn-Dixie and applied and within a day got two jobs and I kept both jobs and I would work McDonald's and it was next door. And then I would walk over and work at Winn-Dixie. Really? Wow. And I, I remember going home my second day and going to my mom, like, why do people, why do people complain about not being able to find jobs? I'm yeah. 16. I found two in one day. Right. Um, I just don't, I never understood that. And I kept both jobs for a while. Um, and so until I started working swing shift as a high school student mm -hmm. at Michelin. So I kept both of those jobs till then. So, um, so, so I've always, always had that example. And then some people, man, it's not an example. It's a choice. It's, uh, an entitlement. Mm -hmm. So yeah, they had sure. a, they had a worse example. Like, I think you can not be an example or you can be in a bad example and that's yeah. worse. And I, you know, our parents, um, they grew up with participation trophies and things yep. handed to them. Yep. Um, I throw my kids participation trophies away. Uh, I'll just throw that out there. I hate you didn't earn that. I hate participation trophies. Uh, but yeah, so we have this like whole shelter your kids, make them feel good all the time. And then when the world makes them feel bad, they feel like everything's crashing down around them. Um, and I didn't grow up with that example either. Yeah. Uh, I had to earn everything. Uh, my dad, we were playing a church league softball game one day, not even church league, like after church pickup softball. And I was playing second base. I was probably nine years old, 10 years old. My dad hit a line drive as hard as he could right at me, hit me in the chest, knocked me out. Like I'm on the ground. Do that. I'm on the ground with like, you can see the softball stitches in my chest. And Dang. I'm like, <gasps> and my dad legged out a double before he checked on me. <laughs> My mom, my mom came from the, from the stands out where she was hanging out with her friends. Yeah. You know, she came from the stands, ran out and she was at second base before my dad was because he was busy running the bases. Oh my God. Um, yeah, we got to second, so made funny. sure that it was time out and then checked on me. Uh, <laughs> time. yeah, yeah. So, but that, but that's like that, that mentality of like, we're going to, you're going to earn everything. Yeah. And, uh, so anyways, like that's a that's another reason I think people don't get moving and aren't motivated is because they feel like the world should be handed to them. Yeah. No one ever told them the world is what you make of it. Right. Well, so. I, I mean, I I think also too people like you said entitlement. People who grew up with stuff never learn how to fight for stuff because I grew up with nothing, and so I think that's why I like I'm not fighting to keep learning just because it's like a race. You know what I mean? Like. You know me, any spare time that I have, I'm like watching a master class or whatever. Like, I just want to learn. And for people watching, like, this is just fashion. It's I did. <laughs> He grew up with nothing and he's still wearing it. Actually, that he said that shirt since he was seven. I ripped this on your door earlier. Did you I hear saw that? It. Yeah. I heard it. So, but for everybody else, I meant to do this. This is fashion. But no, I, I grew up, you know, uh, I think people who are entitled, once they get to a certain part of life, that entitlement can get yanked out from under them and then they're like, 
there's nothing there for them to fall back on. They well, don't super, have. I think it's super confusing for people. Like I under, like think about all the rage that we see in our society right now. All the, all the, the pro, not protest because I I believe and sec- encourage and support the protesters. Right. But all the like rioting and looting and ridiculousness that by and large is being done by. 25 to 35 year old white males let's talk about it for half a second like the rage that these guys are showing where does that come from like you're a 25 you're you are the most advantaged person in the country (laughs) why are you breaking into a footlocker you idiot like put down the tv like i mean honestly like let's talk about it and then those guys that are out there yelling and throwing fireworks into crowds and the, there's that's that's a white kid yeah in probably some Yeezys yep. that his mom gave him and his black eighty dollar champion hoodie and by the way champion for all you guys used to be a Kmart brand that you did not want to get out of the car with I know in middle school if you had champion you got beat up and now it's this hundred dollar sweatshirt. Brand uh, that is ridiculous. Talk about a comeback. No, it's stupid. <laughs> no, stupid. I'm not talking about. <laughs> but like, but that oh, entitlement mentality creates so much rage. Yeah. Because you feel so indignant to the world around you, as if it should be giving you something. Yeah. 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 But you don't produce anything. You don't plant anything. You you want it immediately, so you're not patient enough to wait for a harvest. And that's just not how the world works. I know we're at a time where things are almost always instant. On demand, yeah. But that's even the on-demand stuff is just stuff that took months to produce that you're just now seeing. Yeah. And if you don't believe that, start binge-watching a show that's on Netflix, get to the end of it, and have to wait a year for the next next season to come out. It's – it'll go – you'll go nuts, you know, but like – that's a that's a big thing right Mm -hmm. like we want everything on demand i don't want commercials i don't want interruptions i want everything well when you run to the end of it you realize that none of this was actually on demand it was all produced years ago yep you just now got to it yeah and but that teaches us this mentality that everything can be handed to us on demand Mm -hmm. and so you want social justice on demand well guess what Social justice takes time too. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, you want political reform that takes time too, and it doesn't happen by smashing in a footlocker. It happens by voting. Right. It happens at the ballot. It happens every two and four years. It happens because you advocate every day, and if you're not voting and you're not advocating, then shut the shut hell up. up. Yeah. Stay. stay so, out of, yeah. Stay out of the streets. Stay yeah. Yeah. Out of, yeah. No. 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 It, do, it doesn't happen because you put on a uh, what's what's guy what's the anonymous mask? <laughs> the, the oh yeah, uh, guy. I don't know. I know you're talking about the guy is his first name. It's a French guy. But it's like it's not because you put on an anonymous mask that you bought at a Halloween store. Trust me, you've never hacked anything. I didn't know if it had a name. That's what yeah, I'm yeah. So with. it's V for Vendetta. That guy, yeah, the, yeah. the character from there. So like, but you've like most of these guys found that at a at a Target in the Halloween section, and they've never ever the Target that they just looted probably. <laughs> And and they've never hacked anything. Like, I think Anonymous actually does really good work. I mean, they expose a lot of things that we wouldn't know. I have no clue what they do. But, they, but like, at the end of the day, none of the people in these protests belong to that group. Yeah. Because none of those guys 
would ever be in public like that. Right. Not ever, not once. I think if people understand the process of that. This is gone, by the way. No. Way left. This is good. Yeah. <laughs> we are way. We are, we are, we are way out. We're already in the woods, man. Let's just camp out here. Um, the process of that, you know, you talked about on demand, like the whole on demand culture and stuff. I think people also have to exercise caution with that. Like you have to understand the process, but I mean, I don't think people have to understand it doesn't happen overnight. Like just because you can get an album overnight doesn't mean it, they just turn on a recorder and just like spit out a beat. You know what I mean? Like it yeah. doesn't happen like that. And so like you, I mean only for Taylor Swift, yeah. Taylor Swift yeah. goes into the studio and comes out the next day with 12 new songs, looking younger, <laughs> all kinds of stuff. And it goes platinum in six yeah, minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of thing. But outside of her, it doesn't happen. Right. And that's, that's where I think people lose sight of what's actually happening because they're demanding everything now. They want everything now. And you like there is a process for it. That's what life feels like. It's trusting the yeah. process always, but nobody wants the process. No. Everybody wants produce, but nobody wants process. We've, we've talked about this. A, a million times. Yeah. It's probably the thing that I get most hype about because I believe that the... You know, I've got three kids, and one of them's eleven. He's my oldest. Um, is about about to turn twelve, and I believe his generation has the potential energy higher than any generation before it because they're so connected, um, and and maybe not real physical connections, but they have the ability to reach and connect like yes, no one yeah. ever before they have more influence than any single person in any generations ever had right yeah. so each one person could can carry so much more influence than they ever had ever in the history of the world like we're getting to the most influential generation ever and then you combine that with they don't want process yeah well, then wh what what's coming after them yeah. like what are they going to be able to do like they're, That's where the entitlement comes from. They're going to be living in rage, though, because yeah. this frustration of I want this instantly um, turns into I can't have this instantly because you can't shortcut process. Right. And that leads to bitterness and disappointment and rage and lack of um, self-awareness, but also lack of self-happiness. Like, right. And so yeah. they they self they don't self-actualize because they feel like the whole world is against them because they couldn't get what they wanted immediately. Yeah. And I'm just super worried about my kids and what the world is teaching them about. And, and so it's a lot of like counteracting that, right? Making yeah. my kids wait when they shouldn't wait or, you know, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. you're going to wait on this game. You're not going to get it right away. I know that you have the money, but I'm telling you, you can't go buy it. Right. Cause I'm not allowing it. Not to compare kids to animals. But I mean, that's even when you're training, like I've seen dog trainers will place the bone right there and wait and then make them wait. And it's not about you having the power. It's about you teaching the discipline. And right. Yeah. So, but you just diagnosed America, like, <laughs> like, right, like you hit the nail on the head, but, but I'm, but I'm so <clears throat> concerned because we're seeing a generation, like we're seeing a generation that was less connected. Mm-hmm do what they're doing what's this next generation who's going to be more disillusioned and, yeah. and fed more garbage and fed more misinformation yeah because there's no truth in media i don't care what side you're on right. there's no truth in media yeah. zero and it's not about like it legit at this point is not even about finding the fake accounts and shutting them down it's about shutting them all down because yeah. there's no truth in media yeah. There's just none even the fact checkers you know i've seen fact checks that were wrong and it's like okay how did this happen you know you guys are supposed to be top tier here so it, you it doesn't it doesn't matter what side you're on you can't trust uh 
this media. And I'm not on a side. Like I'm a centrist. And so I'm, I'm going to borrow from all the, I want all the good ideas. You're a centrist. It sounds like a, like a medieval creature. I've never heard that. Yeah. It's like a centaur. Um, and, uh, and something else. I don't know. (laughs) I I I was going, I was going somewhere that I thought was going to be funny and I just ran out of metaphor. Sorry. Rarely happens, but it did just then. But no, no, I'm a centrist. Like, so I'm, I, I just believe I heard someone say, I can't remember who said it, but he said, I'm not a Democrat and I'm not a Republican because I don't enjoy being right. I don't, I don't enjoy being wrong half the time. Yeah. And so, but like, so I just, I want to borrow all the good ideas. Mm -hmm. Do we need prison reform? Yep. Do we need legislative reform? Yep. Do we need to, for once and all and for all eradicate uh, systematic racism. Yeah. Yes. Do we need to be conservative with our taxes and get less government in our lives? Absolutely. You know, so like, yes, yes to yeah. all the good ideas and then all the dumb ideas need to be called dumb ideas and you don't need to support them just because of what side of the aisle you sit on. I think that's yeah. ignorant. Um, because if you sway any way from that extremist view, yeah. left or right, you're, you're just outcast, man. You just get, you know, like you have to be one of the extreme, like polar opposite extremes. You you can't sit in the middle, and uh, that's probably why I've never heard the word centrist. Yeah, there you a go. centaur on Pinterest. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, thank you for completing that. I needed it, and I was like, I was reaching for it, but a, a centaur on Pinterest is the best thing that could have been said today. I it. think. You that's know, what I'm gonna think of you. Anytime I hear the word <laughs> from now on, Tommy in a centaur on. suit, scroll through Pinterest. Okay, so uh, we've talked like 30 minutes now, but I I, want to just finalize this thought, right? Because if there are people out there watching that have influence and have kids and care, I just want them to take into account this, right? So really where this makes the biggest impact right now politically is not in our general elections. It's in the primaries. And this is why it's important. I know where you're going with this. The the president doesn't make law. The Supreme Court doesn't make law. They oversee the lawmakers, and they have the system of checks and balances. So the people we need to be thinking about in our country, making our laws, setting our standards, is Congress. When you we we can predict close to eighty percent of where seats are going to go left or right at this day and age. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so based on, based on our geographics, based on our geography, based on our political leanings, based on whether or not you're a red state, blue state, all those things, they can basically predict if you're, if you're, if your seat is going to be Republican or Democrat to 80%. Very rarely do a, does a seat flip, you know, very, very rarely. So to 80%, so that means then really the race is in the prime is in the primary picking which Republican, right. which Democrat. Well, the people who vote typically in the primaries are the most ardent people in that party, which are usually the most extreme people in that party, mm-hmm. which means the most extreme candidates get elected or get get promoted in the primary. I mean, in the in the. Yeah, in the in, yeah. the in the race to become the candidate, right? I can't think of the word. So, so what happens over time because that's true, 
your party gets more and more and more and more polarized mm -hmm. because the most ardent supporters are voting in the primaries. The primary now promotes the most, the person who's going to win is going to be the most leftist extremist person or rightist extremist person. The most extreme views are going to get supported by the most ardent people. And that candidate's going to be promoted by 80%. You know, they're going to go. And so now Congress gets more polarizing. If we're going to ever fix our country, We've got to get more people that are like community minded yeah, general election voters voting in the primaries. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't if you don't balance that out, we're gonna keep drifting to the polls. And the gap yeah. between us gets bigger and bigger. And it's just math, ladies and gentlemen. It's just math. There, there's no emotion tied up in that for me. There's no right or left, right or wrong. What I don't have any political leanings. That's just the state of where we are. We're going to get more and more polarized if we don't get more in, involved in the early part of this political system. Yeah. And, and no one does. We're setting the stage now for future politics. Like, it's getting crazy. It really is. No matter what side you're on. Um, you, sir, sound like a centrist. If I had to guess, I would guess you're a centrist. Yeah. Most of the time, um, it's, it's uh, like bathroom pins for like some remodeling. So I'll pin a lot of that. Um, and then memes. It's mostly memes. I'll pin. I'll pin memes on Pinterest. I see. Uh, I was showing McKinsey uh, like a file or folder. I don't know what it is that I'm tagged in with you. Where oh you pin but it's it's like it's like motivation stuff. But then there's like. <laughs> There'll be like a random car pop in there, like a car wrap. Like oh, where you I, put I, it I accidentally <laughs> put it the wrong pin. I'm looking at, I'm looking at cars. Uh, recipe for entire, pumpkin bread. My entire Pinterest is cars. Our Leafest Retreat Center, mm -hmm. so like all the like cabins and everything we're doing there, and then uh, the houses that we're flipping. So it's ideas for bathrooms. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's all I do. Well, just remember, I'm in one of those <laughs> <laughs> random stuff pops up. <laughs> Luckily, it's not like like weird random. Like, okay, Tommy, I gotta call you and talk to you about that. All right, we're gonna end with a question real quick. All right. Uh, not that one. Okay. Um, or that one. <laughs> With you these the red ones, cards. they will get you in trouble. You know what? I'm not even, I just read. <laughs> there were like five questions there and you were like, nope, I'm not doing any of those. I can read your future with those cards. <laughs> I appreciate you not ruining <laughs> date night. <laughs> I got you. Uh, no. Well, I, I know the answer to this. Okay. Besides what you just said, in two minutes or less, what does the world need to know right now? Repent. Donald Trump might be the Antichrist. Who knows? <laughs> no, I, th I mean, like, honestly, what the world needs to know right now is that being – right now, as we're all in panic mode, the – I believe the, it's called sicko mode. Sir. Sicko. We're <laughs> Travis Scott now. Um, so, no, but right now, as the world seems to be easily panicked, what it needs more than anything is for people to just step up and be kind, to love each other yep. and take care of each other. Um, there's a, there's going to be a, I'm going to be holding a lot of doors, letting people skip in line, paying for Starbucks from the car yeah, behind yeah, me. Yeah. Like the world needs more genuine kindness right now than it ever has before. Mm -hmm. Um, because how else will we know that we're in this together? And the last thing that you want in a panic is isolation. Uh, that's when you start back, when you feel backed into a corner, that's when you attack. And so if we're going to create an environment where people aren't attacking each other, then we've got to be kind. You've got to show mutual respect. It's the one it's, it's not the one, but it's one thing that I wish our current president would do is just show some more class, a little bit more respect and not fire back every time somebody 
throws a dart at him and quit trying to nuke him. <laughs> like that's his response. In like, some cases, it goes it, incendiary devices get launched verbally very rapidly. Very rapidly. Yeah, like that's the. I mean, whatever. It's. I'll quit talking about that before I don't want to make anybody mad. But yeah, I don't want to get nuked. Yeah. you. <laughs> this is gonna. We're gonna get. We're gonna get tweeted from some account later on. My account later yeah. on, sir. Yeah. So, guys, thank you so much for yeah. listening to us ramble today. Today was one of those things where, oh, look at you. <laughs> he beat me to beat the button. You. Um, today really was one of those things where we sat down and we were like, let's let's just kind of approach where our nation is and talk about whatever kind of comes up. So we rambled a little bit today, but it was fun for me. Yeah. I needed to get some of that off my chest. No, I feel fun. like that was therapeutic yep. at some point in time. Tell us about our Instagram, Tom. Well, we do have an Instagram, yes, and it's it's LeadFastCo. Uh, at Lead Fast Co. You can find us on Facebook. And as of today, we have a TikTok. I don't know what that means. Oh, we do have a TikTok? We have a, we have a, we have a TikTok. Mackenzie set us up. So we're uh, we're good there. Yep. Go check it out. See you guys next time. What's that called? Nailing the post. Mm, we just totally swapped roles. Yeah, that was fun. It.